When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And all right, what's up? Welcome back, GC Live. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and Happy New Year back rolling here. West Mitchell, Chris Clark. Welcome in. As always, New Year, but same great presenting sponsor, Clint Hammond of Movement Mortgage, clinthammond.com, 803-771-6933. As we always tell you, you know, maybe 90% of you aren't buying a home right now, but if any of you are considering buying a house, uh, just give Clint a chance. Uh, me and my wife, we've used Clint when we bought our house. Uh, before that, I used Clint when I bought and sold a house. So, um, you know, Clint's the man basically is all you need to know. Call him today, 803-771-6933. Great mortgage broker here in Columbia, South Carolina, and a great Gamecock fan at that. Uh, welcome back in. Again, plenty to get to. Chris, as of about an hour ago, I assumed we would have been leading off with Pup Howard to the portal, giving some thoughts on that, maybe giving some thoughts on some portal visitors at South Carolina. Instead, South Carolina with their first coaching change of the offseason, Monterey Hardesty, running backs coach, uh, been running backs coach for, for three years here now at South Carolina, not going to be returning for the Gamecocks um, for 2025. You know, I, I don't want to go as far as to say this has been completely anticipated, like, hey, this is not a surprise at all, but we had been tracking the possibility of coaching changes, you know, kind of without specifics, without details. I think uh, safe to say we're still tracking the possibility of coaching changes, uh, you know, without details there. But uh, the first one in place, that news coming out, this afternoon, and the Gamecocks now on the uh, on the search, I guess you would say, for another running backs coach. Yeah, I think you put it well, Wes. Um, tracking the potential of changes, or here's how I would put it, and, and tell me if I'm right or wrong here. Not any specifics attached as far as definitely this position, right? Definitely that guy. But just knowing that generally – our full expectation was, and we expressed this to our readers on Gamecock Central, hey, the staff is not going to be totally the same from 2023 to 2024. We picked up enough to know things weren't going to be totally status quo. Now, what did that look like? It seemed kind of fluid, quite frankly, at times as far as what may happen. And so, as you said, we're still tracking that. This was a position where we, we thought there was a, a possibility that this could happen. Um, and so it has, Wes. So, yeah, Hardesty out after three seasons. Shane Beamer will have a running backs coach search on his hands. Um, I think it's safe to say that this wasn't something that uh, probably Beamer woke up today and had some epiphany and, and is just now getting started on this process or this thought process, right? There's probably There's been some work done here, I'm, I'm sure, um, 
And so now for you and I, Wes, it's about figuring out what is next. Um, who's who are the candidates? Who's the next guy? And sitting here on two twenty at two twenty eight p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, January third, we don't quite know that yet, but something we're gonna uh, continue to track here. Yeah, and I'll say it like this too, man. And um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here like obviously Shane Beamer made a move for a reason. He felt like they needed to um, upgrade at certain spots. Uh, running back being the one we know right now, and we'll see if there are more moving forward or, or what those are moving forward, I guess, to be more uh, specific. But I I can never sit here and just be happy somebody lost their job. Uh, you know, I, I do see celebration um, whenever there are coaching changes by fans, and, you know, I get it. At the same time, um, you know, I, I personally never applaud that. Uh, Hardesty, you know, was always good to us, but I, I think if um, – if Beamer feels that he needs to upgrade at certain spots, then that's what he has to do. And that is kind of the business side of being a college football coach. And frankly, Chris, being a coach at that level, if you are coaching at the SEC level, um, you're going to be paid incredibly well relative to coaching in high school, you know, or relative to coaching at, um, you know, FCS. Like you are, other than the NFL, you are at the top of the top of of your profession for that position, and so it with that is going to come greater responsibilities. It's going to become greater expectations and greater scrutiny. So I, I think you know, in this business, you're going to work incredibly hard, like. Gonna have crazy hours. You're gonna be paid very well if you make it to that point. But also, the line for employment and not employment it is razor thin. And uh, so that that's just kind of is what it is when you kind of get down to the brass tacks of the business side of this thing. It is. And I was just thinking, as you said that, Wes. There, there's a bunch of examples in college football of coaches having to fire guys that, quite frankly, are among their best friends. You know, and and they have to fire them. And it's difficult, uh, but they're like you said, they're they're paid plenty. It it's Wes. There's so much pressure nowadays on all sides to perform, right? Like for players, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, well, there's a lot of talk, and we'll get into this more, but a lot of talk about, well, hey, players may leave if they're not playing, whereas in the past they would have stayed. Well, if you're a player, if you're not seeing the field in year one, you might get recruited over now if you're in the transfer portal. If you're a coach. You feel, you know, more apt to dive into this new era because you don't get four years to win now. Sometimes it, it, it's, it seems almost week to week, right? I mean, you can go have a couple great years, and then if you have a bad one, there's pressure. You know, people, people want you out. Even an average year is seen as a bad year, and so just, just tons of pressure with it. And so, look, knowing that, it's hard nowadays in college football to stand pat um, after a season like South Carolina had, right? Just from a pressure standpoint, you probably, and I'm certainly not putting words in Shane Beamer's mouth, you probably feel like you need to have a shakeup. But beyond that, Wes, going back to not putting words in Shane Beamer's mouth, let's let's say what he actually, let's repeat what he actually did say during his signing day press conference on 
uh, December 20th, early signing period, he said, look, not making a bowl game was not acceptable. And he was asked about coaching changes and whether it be status quo. He said, I'm still working through those things and I'll make those decisions um, as I see fit. So he, he gave us, if you look closely, even then, in addition to what we knew behind the scenes that, hey, there'd probably be a change at least, that he was going to make these changes. So a lot of people are going, well, why hasn't he made the changes yet? Um, that means he's not going to make the changes. But again, there's a certain timeline of progression to all these things. And uh, this is this is the time that the timeline that he had for this particular position. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, Chris, I won't say this with 100% certainty because I always like to have uh, – I, I like to at least acknowledge sometimes you don't know everything, even when you think you know everything about a particular situation, that you don't know everything. However, I will say it like this. I believe, based on what I've heard, um, you know, that this – like, there's a lot of people putting two and two together on different names that might make sense. One in particular who is a state of South Carolina native. And based on what I've heard this afternoon at 2.30, I don't think anything is, like, a done deal as far as, like, oh, this is all wrapped up. Like, I, I think I think there's still a process in place here. Um, Beamer does sort of work in silence at times with these coaching searches. So we have to acknowledge that. We also have to, using our past knowledge on how these things have worked, Chris, there's a chance a name or two pops up that none of us are even aware of at this point. Like, that's – I mean, how many times have we picked up a name from somebody and sometimes a random source? Sometimes it's from a school where that coach is currently, and you maybe have a media member or somebody involved over there say, hey, you heard South Carolina's poking around with Coach – B, like, that's, you know, that that's happened before. So, you know, I, I wouldn't jump. What I'm trying to say is let's not completely jump to conclusions. Um, You know, everybody, would Jimmy Smith make sense? Yeah, of course he makes sense. He's an yeah. SEC coach that's from South Carolina. Um, But I, let's not jump to, all oh, anything's a done deal. I don't believe that to be the case. But I do know we'll be tracking the heck out of this thing trying to dive in and see what else is out there for um, South Carolina in terms of this coaching search. And you know what, guys? I think I think for this opening, for this hire, you got to think recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Running backs coach, it's got to be your dude. It's got to be your guy who can go out there and not just for his position, but also for his area. You got to go get guys, right? Like you got to go get studs. And I, I think some positions you look at and you say, hey, recruiting is always important, but development for this position is the most important thing. To me, running backs coach, not one of those spots. Yeah, it, it's a spot where you don't want to say coaching is not important, Wes, but the biggest thing at running back is the acquisition of talent, right? That's the, you know, yeah, being able to coach guys on their steps and, and 
where to be in a specific scheme and, and pass blocking, especially as young players. But acquiring talent is the name of the game at this position. And um, certainly South Carolina, historically, Wes, we've seen a lot of really good running backs come through this school. It's a position where from a depth standpoint, and I would say an overall, like, just the top-end talent, it's a spot where you've looked around and gone, they, they could be doing better here, right? And so, you know, to talk about Jimmy Smith briefly, since he, you know, is a name that has come up early, why does he make sense, right? Well, SEC experience. He He's at Arkansas. Um, he coached Rocket Sanders, who's going to be playing for the Gamecocks this coming season. He coached him at Arkansas in 2022-2023. Uh, in um, he's a long time. I think he spent about 12 years in the state of Georgia as a high school coach. And uh, he's from South Carolina, and he spent some time at Darlington as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach in 2005. So he's got ties to the state of South Carolina. He's got helpful recruiting ties. And if you look at the guys he's recruited, Wes, he's done a really good job recruiting. Um, landed Braylon Russell, four-star out of the state of Arkansas this year. He's got a four-star kid from the state of Missouri in 2025. Jamari and Parker committed right now. And you kind of go up and look up and down the guys he's recruited at Arkansas. He's done quite a nice job there. So a name that, you know, would make a lot of sense for those reasons. And you definitely are looking at the recruiting profile for, you know, who's a guy who can come in that has some ties, who can bring some talent to the roster. Yeah, no doubt, man, for sure. Um, all right, we, we got plenty to hit and – Probably going to be a little bit shorter show today, to be honest with y'all, but we definitely wanted to hop on and, you know, make sure. I mean, we got plenty to catch up on. Also, real quick, our friends at Liberty Tax. Tax time is actually almost here, right around the corner, 803-462-5576. Call them today. And, um, Chris, I know you've gotten to know Larry personally, and he's sort of already got a tax plan for you and your family um, we were, Chris and I, we're, we're grown adults now, man. We were literally talking about taxes and tax implications earlier today. And, um, uh, I got a little bit jealous, man, cause you already have a plan going into this year that, uh, you're not going to have any tax anxiety. No tax anxiety at all, man. I feel great about it. Actually been talking to Larry plenty, even this calendar year, but plenty last calendar year. Probably going to be sitting down in February, West to situate some more things for the 2024 year. So he does an outstanding job. Tons of knowledge, tons of stories. Does a great job. We've been super impressed with him. So give him a call there, 803-462-5576. Make sure you have no tax anxiety. No doubt, man. Liberty Tax, your trusted tax experts for life. Uh, understand 401ks, paying on student loans, apps like Venmo, how all that can affect your taxes. Again, 803-462-5576. Shout out to Larry. Appreciate you, man, as always. Um, all right, so, Chris, Pup Howard to the portal. This is one I I always think it's interesting when you kind of have a situation or a happening um, where when you see the response, you also you quickly realize – what fans are like subscribers to pay sites and what fans are not. And, and I don't even say this as a complete, like, Hey, sign up for Gamecock central, even though we would love for you to, I just mean in general, if you were on 
either of the major pay sites for South Carolina, you were not shocked when Pup Howard entered the portal. Yet I still saw, you know, some, oh, this is surprising. What's going on with this? A late, you know, I saw last second surprise addition to the portal. Um, You had an idea it could be coming, even if it maybe didn't at the time make complete sense to you why Pup Howard was going to enter the portal. And so, man, I think this is one of those, we talked about it on the radio show today, we all kind of have to recalibrate our minds as far as what is considered the new normal in today's college football. Unless there are changes to how the portal is going to work in the future, and maybe there will be, as of right now, everybody in the country, every fan base, every coaching staff is dealing with, oh, man, that guy's transferred? Why would he leave? Like, it is commonplace, I feel like. And I get why fans are upset. I do. But at the same time, nothing is really shocking to me anymore in terms of a guy leaving for the portal. Is it? Can we apply your your symptom disease type of thing to this, Wes? Because – and I got asked today, and it again, it's a fair question, but I had a question on the insiders forum of, hey, you know, we had Cam Sandlin leave and Pup Power leave after one year with the program. There's got to be something negative going on with the program for that to happen. And so, but the first thing to look at is, well, you didn't have tons of guys leaving after one year with the program. That's that's the first thing, right? That's number one. Secondly, the Cam Sandlin and the Pup Howard situations were not the same. And I'll admit, Wes, uh, you jump in if you know. I don't know as much on the Cam Sandlin situation. I know a lot more on the Pup Howard situation. I know they weren't the same. And here, when you look at Pup, here, here's the thing. In, in Five years ago, if a guy was wanting to go back home, if a guy – had a bunch of friends that he missed somewhere. If a guy had a a health situation back home, if a guy wanted to play somewhere more, whatever it may be, he had three options. You can ride it out. You can transfer down a level. You can transfer to the same level and then sit out a year. So if you're thinking of something like playing more, transferring to another SEC program, which has, by the way, been – you remember when coaches could be like, you can transfer just not to this school right? Coaches, you should be able to limit it. They could put 20 schools on there. You can't transfer to this school. I don't like this school, right? <laughs> Chris, not to cut you off, man, but I just felt like, I feel like we're talking about something from 50 years ago and it was from like three. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I, three I almost, ago. my brain had forgotten that that existed, but it, and it would be because they heard a school was tampering. Yes. And, and like Mike Gundy gave the Oklahoma state quarterback, that was the biggest like notable example. You can transfer just not to these 37 schools, you know? And so, so like, think about a guy like Pup Howard, whatever the situation was, any player, if they went through some typical freshman stuff, those are their three options. None of them were great, right? Well, now you have a path to transfer, whether it's after one year, whether it's after you graduate, whether it's after two, three. And so the answer – is there more of a societal like tilt 
to go make a change if things aren't going as well as they could? Yes, there is some of that, I'm sure. But they also just have a path. Wes, in 1990, in 2010, if there were more free trans, if there was a free transfer available, more players would have transferred back then as well. What would it would it have been as many in 2020, you know, 2023 as in 2010? Maybe not. But that's why you didn't see as many transfers. There wasn't a path to do it. And so that's why you're seeing more of it. It's not necessarily something even went wrong with the program. It's just guys now have a path to be able to do it. Yeah, man. And I, uh, Joey Guyton on Facebook, coaches better have a one-year plan going forward. Unless the rules are changed, absolutely. And you, you would hope, like you hope to keep a guy for two, three, four, imagine this, five years. Um, do you have to have a contingency plan for if you don't? Uh, of course you do. That is the new normal in today's college football. So I, I think if you're South Carolina, matter of fact, I know if you're South Carolina, they they wanted to keep pup power. This was not, you know, this is not a sour grapes. Oh, you know, if he wants to leave, he can go. South Carolina wanted to keep pup power, and they very nearly did. It was a back and forth thing to the very end. And I do think, Chris, you talked about all the barriers in place. How how many guys, how many guys that went on to have really good careers at South Carolina did we hear? Oh man, that guy's thinking about transferring. Like that when when it is a first time situation, like first time away from school, first time, excuse me, first time away from home, new place, new just everything in your life, getting quote unquote homesick, which was part of it with Pup Hour, incredibly common with these guys. Most of them, especially in the past when you had those transfer roadblocks, most of them end up sticking it out. Some of them, maybe two or three years down the road, is still not working. Then they transfer. Now it is very, very easy to go ahead and transfer somewhere else. With Pup Howard, you've got an easy landing spot. He's going to end up at Florida. I would put, if I was putting my RPM in, I would put it 90%. He's going to end up at Florida. They just lost a kind of starter into the portal. He'll get a chance to go back home. He'll be around more friends and family. Place he's maybe more comfortable off the field. Has more long ties there. You know, and, and it is what it is. I think important to point out with something like this, not NIL-based because – you automatically see people go to the, oh, he's chasing the bag. <laughs> not the case. 100% not the case. Not NIL. Um, and I think also important to point out, not coaching staff related based on everything I've heard. And, and that goes both ways. Not a, oh, he's leaving because this coach is staying. And I've seen people say he's leaving because this coach is getting let go. Not coaching staff related. It really is about getting back to Florida and the gate the Gators having an opening. Let's say it for what it is. That's that's really that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. And I I, I won't put that comment up, but you know, explanations, guys, are not always excuses. I, I think 
you know, maybe if a player transfers, people want us to come on here and give a particular line and, and say, well, obviously that player transferred because South Carolina is the worst program in the country or they're obviously chasing money or, or whatever it is. Again, just because guys can transfer and there's a higher volume of transfers across the country, higher volume of transfers at South Carolina, there are different reasons for every single one of them. You know, the guys that transferred after the 2022 season, differences even between all those guys, different 2023. A lot of the transfer people were so caught up in the transfer numbers, most of them less fallen into your healthy transfer type of thing. Again, same principle applies. A lot of the guys who were transferring because they didn't project to play much next season and they wanted to go somewhere where they could play more, they would have to wait until year four to do that. You know, they step down a level or, you know, if they could finally get out, if a, if a coach lets them transfer somewhere, now you can just do it if you don't see a path. And so that's most of the transfers that we've seen at South Carolina so far. Now, are there some other ones that were – you know, maybe they are more NIL related or maybe they are a guy being not quite as happy with how things went, whatever it may be. Yes, there, there are those at South Carolina. There are those across the country. We, we can't loop, lump all these transfers into the exact same category in every situation. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, and I feel like sometimes, you know, Cam Sandlin, that's one. Frankly, I, I don't know why he left. So... I'm not going to sit here and throw a bunch of ideas at you of why he might have, because I I have not heard. Um, with Pup Howard, this is one where I can I can say we've we've been tracking it for long enough that we already knew the reasons before it became official, because we were already tracking the reasons, and it was a back-and-forth thing leading right up into, I would say, a couple of days before from what I heard, is when he kind of made a final decision. But we were still – we got some pushback just from a couple of people on the board. Well, why didn't you go ahead and say it? Well, the reason we said, hey, this is something we're tracking as opposed to something that is definitely going to happen was because Pup changed his mind several times leading up to the decision. So whether or not it was a final decision was only going to be determined by whether he actually – entered the portal or not you know a a lot of these guys it's oh they decide to enter the portal we get confirmation from a couple of sources boom put it out there because it is what it is it's true with Howard this was going to be kind of up in the air until it actually happened again as it is right now he's in there fully expect him to end up at Florida Um, Chris let's talk briefly about the linebacker position again I think you would have rather have Pup Howard than not. Like, I'm not saying you should be happy he's gone. You'd have rather kept him because in a big picture standpoint, you want to keep guys like him on campus and you want for them to develop. You want them to be your leaders. You want want him to be a two-, three-, four-year player and be a guy that your young players look up to a couple of years from now. Um. As far as, like, right now, though, 2024 South Carolina defense, you know, are, are these guys going to be replaceable? I mean, I don't say this in a mean way, but, but yes. Like, I think getting Debo back and now, you know, getting Bam Martin Scott back, 
Yeah. How huge was that now knowing that South Carolina ultimately lost Stone and Pup? I mean, th- those are your two guys at this point that you build that room around. And then you, of course, add the two freshmen. You add a couple portal guys. And you sort of fill it out from there. But having Debo, having Bam, who really came on so strong at the end of last year, those are the two I think you build that room around at this point. Yeah, th- those guys did. And, and, Wes, I think, you know, we don't know the percentage that South Carolina will play of, you know, a, a 4-2-5 versus a 3-3-5. Certainly we expect that the 3-3-5 look, given the success down the stretch last year, will probably be a part of this defense. But I think you look at Bam Martin-Scott, man, probably even regardless of what has just happened, having an expanded role going into 2024, that will be even more the case now. The true freshman, Fred Johnson, Wendell Gregory, can probably give you something. We know South Carolina is going to chase a guy or two in the portal to bring in. Mo Caba is planning on coming back, west, And, you know, t- let's be realistic. We'll see how that goes, you know, um, from, from a health standpoint. Hopefully he gets back and can play and, and, and be healthy and play well for you. Um, and then Jaron Willis, of course, is a guy that, you know, played kind of a kind of a role player last year. At the bare minimum, you think he could continue that, maybe a little bit more for you. And so, obviously, the portal acquisitions now, they've gone from maybe something that was a luxury get to you need to go get a linebacker or two in the portal now. But if you do and you get a couple of good ones, you can still feel pretty good about that room, I think. Yeah, for, for sure, man. And I, I think, again, nobody's saying that's ideal that you have to say, oh, well, got to add portal guys. but. I think, um, you know, J.D. is saying, can we even field a three-three-five now? Yes, of course. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't. You have you have what I would consider at this point two starters returning. So, um, can Jaron Willis take another step forward? I mean, dude, he might be the twitchiest guy of everybody in the room. Yeah. I mean, he is very twitchy. Uh, Bam Martin Scott, super athletic. So, I mean, right now to me – it's all about getting your best 11 on the field. Is that 425? Is that 335? My guess is it's a mix of all of the above, especially with the number of guys they've been bringing in on the defensive line during this offseason. So I, I think most of that stuff, though, frankly, is to be determined later on. At this point, you just got to get as many guys in your room as you can that can help you. And I think getting two guys from the portal to go with their two freshman additions who both enroll early, which I think is is very important to this conversation. You know, you're going to be fine there. And like Chris said, we'll see what happens with Mo. I would love, love for Mo just for him, you know, for his own sake to come back, be able to regain what he had before and go have a, a huge year for South Carolina. It's going to be tough, frankly, but I, I would love for that to happen for him. But that that could be another option, you know, as Chris said in there for South Carolina. But, I mean, the next – really, Chris, the next seven days, um, the next seven days is going to be massive for South Carolina going into sort of mid-year enrollment. You got your high school guys arriving on campus. And then, of course, you have visitors – Starting right now, you have guys on campus already right this second as we're recording this. Um, you know, 
We'll see which of these guys they land is what I'm getting at. Yeah, January 3rd through the 7th. It's a quiet period technically, so coaches can't go on the road, but prospects can visit Columbia. And we've already got some news on that on GamecockCentral.com, and we'll continue following it throughout the week, throughout the weekend. Make sure you stay tuned. And I, I guess we'll be back to West later this week, I guess Friday, uh, to kind of unpack more of that. But, there's man, there's a lot going on for sure. He played down the stretch of the year. Uh, Jaron Willis did. So he didn't play the first maybe two-thirds of the year, then came on fairly strong as a reserve guy down the stretch. So I would think, really, you hope he can make a Bam Martin-Scott-esque jump from this year to next year, much like Bam did from last year to this year. Uh, all right, any any closing final things you think we need to hit here, Chris? We got about four minutes. Uh, you just did it too. Uh, yep, I sure did. Hit the button on my way out. Um, I I think um, positions in the portal to watch, still monitoring quarterback, offensive line, receiver, linebacker. Those are the main ones that we're kind of monitoring. And so, again, so, some guys visiting this week. We'll have plenty more on that throughout the week. We've already got some stuff on GamecockCentral.com right now. Um, but, yeah, plenty, plenty of activity going on. Um, whether it's high school guys getting here, transfer guys arriving, and and portal stuff as well. Yeah, come check us out right now. $1 for two months. YouTube exclusive code SCAR1, S-C-A-R-1, or I guess podcast exclusive code, I should say. Um, S-C-A-R-1, your exclusive code for new subscribers. Two months for $1 on Gamecock Central. We've, we've actually already got plenty up as Chris said, on some of the guys that are set to visit, some of the guys that are already on campus visiting right now, and uh, we'll have plenty more over the coming days. Maybe by Friday we'll give a little bit more sort of on several of those guys specifically when we have a little bit more time to dive into them. And who knows, I, Chris, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe there's a commit or two between now and then from Portal guys as well. So that'll be plenty to talk about then. All right, appreciate y'all. Appreciate our friends at Liberty Tax. Appreciate Clint Hammond, as always. Appreciate our listeners, viewers, all that good stuff. We'll see y'all on Friday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.